Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Blue Wire. With the first pick in the 2009 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Matthew Stafford. episode 95 of the Michael Rothstein Show. I am your host, Michael Rothstein. This episode, as always, brought to you by Farrah One's Sunday Ticket and Bet Online. Go check them all out over at their own various websites. So the Lions are back in action on Thursday. It was day three of practice. Some good news out of the gate is that Kevin Strong returned, Bo Benchwall returned, But the Lions also did not have Bo Scarborough out at practice. And considering he didn't really practice much on Tuesday, that's going to be something to watch as he's trending at least in a negative direction health-wise, it seems, at the moment. But we'll see what that's all about. We'll see if he practices here today. It's going to be something to monitor. The Lions also placed Ja'Shawn Cornell on injured reserve. Matt Patricia wouldn't say whether or not He was having surgery, and they cut Luke Sellers, one of the two fullbacks on the roster. And we'll get to a little wrinkle there in a little bit. But in doing that, they had two open roster spots. So they brought back Wes Hills, and they brought back Chris Lacey. Chris Lacey then went out and had a pretty decent day, actually, on Thursday. Made a couple of catches, ended up in my notebook a few different times. And frankly, that's not new for Chris Lacey. During training camp last year, I remember writing his name down a ton. He was a guy that I believe I even put on my final 53-man roster because of how many plays he made. Obviously, didn't end up making that team. Ended up on the practice squad for much of the year, then getting called up toward the end of the year. And Chris Lacey is just out there again making plays against his teammates. Won't really have, obviously, a chance to do that in preseason games this year. But it'll be interesting to see how that goes for him. would imagine it might be tough for him to make the roster, especially since he already was cut once. And the Lions have a bunch of wide receivers, and we'll get to that a little bit as well in this episode of the show. But just something to note, just something to consider when you're looking at it. So let's jump right into today's practice. And I'm going to start with, to me, the guy who was maybe the star of the day, and that was Tracy Walker. Uh, Tracy Walker seemed, especially in individual periods, to be a bit of everywhere. He had multiple pass breakups. I felt like I was always writing his name down in my notebook, always scrolling down number 21. 
And they were just good plays over and over again. Really in the tight end safety drill individually, it really, really stood out to me. He had really good coverage on a ball that was actually caught by Jesse James, but that was Matthew Stafford making an absolutely perfect throw. He had a really good pass breakup on uh, on a ball thrown to Hunter Bryant, the rookie undrafted free agent out of Washington. And he just seemed to be a little bit of everywhere, really sticky in coverage, just making good plays over and over and over again throughout the day in individuals. Interestingly enough, I didn't really spot him all that much with the first team defensively. At safety, it was a lot of Will Harris and Deron Harmon at safety with the first team. Tracy Walker is with the second team. I would not read anything into that because remember, without having preseason games, you want to get certain guys, reps, especially guys who might be your third safety, your fourth safety, your third corner, your fourth corner, etc. with the number one unit. If as you can, as you can work them in. And like I said, Tracy Walker worked with the second team. I would imagine that changes again here today. And Tracy Walker will be back with the first team. He's had a good first three days at camp. But moreover than anything else, he looks really good and really fast. And his ranginess, I think, is going to really help him this year. I've got him pegged as one of the Lions, I think, really has a chance to break out this year. And from what I've seen so far, I've seen nothing to push me off of that potential fact when it comes to Tracy Walker. It's going to be someone to watch. And uh, I think that's without question here throughout the year. And uh, we'll be back right after this break with some more thoughts from training camp and what we're going to be looking at today. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays. They're coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday noon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15. That's 1-5% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code blue wire and listen are you like me i mean i'm 39 years old i'm about to turn 40 here in a few months and and i get t- muscles tight all the time i use a foam roller i try to get it worked out i have tough workouts that that my trainer really gives me and i'm 39 i'm aging a little bit I actually just went to the doctor and they said i was shrinking half an inch which honestly i'll be honest mess with my head a little bit but everyone understands this feeling once you get past a certain age. So do athletes. They get what it's like to feel tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from TheraOne CBD products. They're started by Dr. Jason Worsland. And TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. I'm a big fan of Jason Worsland's TheraGun, which was something that I saw and actually wrote about in NBA and NFL locker rooms a couple of years ago. And that's how this all started for him. He saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments along with his Theragun therapy, and he created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic but still contain up to 30% filler, and these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times, that's four, before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, it's grown in the United States, and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. 
now through Labor Day, which is Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com. That's theragun slash blue wire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash blue wire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash blue wire. And now, back to our show. So, as we were talking about before the break, we were talking a little bit about Tracy Walker and what was going on in practice today. Now, we're going to go kind of through the rest of it. And we're going to start with rookie Jonah Jackson, who's been a large topic of conversation throughout the week. Guess who got the start again for the third straight day at right guard? Yep, Jonah Jackson. So, Matt Patricia's quote-unquote, and you can't see me, but I'm making air quotes, rotation, doesn't really seem to be happening. Obviously going to monitor it every day, but let's be real. Three days into practice, you're not wasting three straight days with all the number one reps going to the same guy if that's not going to be your starting right guard. So at this point, even though probably still too early to make a true, true depth chart, and we're going to maybe try to do that for you next week based off of what we've seen, Jonah Jackson really looks like he's going to be the starting right guard, and it looks like it really was never a competition, or if it was, it happened before we even really got out there. And again, Jonah Jackson, I thought, looked pretty good. I paid particular attention to him during the offensive line, defensive line, single drills that happened in the middle of practice while the wide receivers and defensive backs, quarterbacks, running backs, etc., are doing seven-on-sevens, and... Here's what I saw. Jonah Jackson held up well against Nick Williams in his first rep. He held up well against Nick Williams in his second rep. Those were the two reps he took. He won both of those reps, and that's been consistent with really how I've seen him play and progress over this first week of practice. The Lions might have gotten a really good one here in Jonah Jackson. Again, I'm not high on the Lions' defensive line. To me, it's the unit that has the most questions when it comes to the Lions defense. So take that with a certain grain of salt here. And it's only practice and it's only individuals and there's so much more to the game. But Jonah Jackson's looking pretty darn good right now when it comes to the Lions offensive line. I want to stay on offense with my next kind of thought of the day, which is this. The Lions did cut Luke Sellers. We covered that at the top of the podcast. But they did add another fullback. He just came over from defense. That's Jason Cabinda, who played a little bit of fullback toward the end of last season. Well, number 53 was in a white jersey here on Thursday, and he looked pretty good. He got basically all of the reps when they put a fullback in the game, in in the game, into practice, and that included during team periods instead of Nick Bodden. I didn't see Nick Bodden do much of anything, but guess what? Jason Cabinda actually won some reps. He, in an individual, he actually beat out Jalen Reeves-Maven by blocking him pretty darn well. And then, not only that, he also caught a pass on Jalen Reeves-Maven. He ran a good route. It was a short out route. And he caught the ball. He outran Jalen Reeves-Maven. And that was pretty good. And then, when I looked at him during team periods, the rare times he was in the game as a blocker, he blocked fairly well he was able to stand up the defender who he was scheduled to go up against and block 
All in all, a good day for Jason Cabinda at fullback. And in a season where you have to, even though COVID has so far been pretty good to the Lions once they've gotten themselves in the building, as far as not getting in the building, there haven't been many, if any, COVID reserve players. At some point, you have to believe that it's going to happen. And having guys who have positional flexibility, positional versatility, which Jamal Agnew and Jason Cabinda both have, where Cabinda could theoretically play fullback or linebacker, very similar to what Nick Ballor did for the Lions a couple years ago. And Agnew, in theory, can, in a pinch, go play cornerback. Both Agnew and Cabinda are special teams players as well. That can only help them making the team. And right now, if I were doing a 53-man roster projection, I would very heavily consider putting Jason Cabinda on that 53-man roster because he gives you that flexibility and he's shown he can play fullback. And I liked what I saw out of him today. So I want to hit on the other player that we just talked about. We've, again, talked a little bit about Jamal Agnew, I think, every day so far on this podcast. And I think it's worth noting, again, I thought he had a fairly good day. He lined up a bit in the slot. When you look at it and you say what his role is going to be, I think if he ends up being a receiver, it would be in a slot. The Lions know how to use him. They've messed around with him as an offensive weapon before, having him run reverses, taking him on, taking him out of the backfield. We've all seen that in games when he was more of a gadget player and primarily a defender. Well, now he's primarily an offensive player. He has impressed me so far how he's run routes and what he's done. He's won reps against defensive backs when he's gone against them in individual drills. And that really, I mean, to me is one of the things I was most questioning about Jamal Agnew when he was making this switch was A, how quickly could he really adapt? And B, what could he really show during practices without the benefit of preseason games? And still, we don't really know. But I like what I've seen out of him practice-wise He's won, like I said, he's won against DBs and individuals. He won in team drills as well. He actually got laid out on one particular play that, I mean, it it was pretty nasty how he got hit. And he got up. He popped right back up. I mean, it was one of the few real bigger hits on the day. But he has no problem catching passes. And to me, the fact that he's doing it in team drills not only in individuals, bodes well potentially for what could happen with him down the road here. A couple other players to note today. Rookie Jason Huntley, I thought, had a really good day as well. He showed he can block. He actually blocked Jared Davis, who's, I don't want to say twice his size, but he's much bigger than than Jason Huntley. He blocked him twice in a row in a one-on-one running back linebacker blocking drill. He has obviously the speed, which I don't think anyone questions, to beat guys off of the edge and beat linebackers in pass-catching drills. He really did a nice job on Jared Davis there today. And he ran the ball, I thought, pretty well in team periods. He got a little bit more work. I think that was probably in part due to Bo Scarborough being out. So Ty Johnson, the newly re-signed Wes Hills and Jason Huntley all got a little bit more work behind DeAndre Swift and on Johnson. And I thought Huntley did the most he could with it. And, you know, we were talking about this a little bit as a press corps, but the thought is, so if Jason Huntley makes this team, on third downs, if you put Jason Huntley and DeAndre Swift in the backfield together, or one in the slot, one in the backfield with two wideouts and a tight end or three wideouts, that will cause major problems for the defense. 
any defense they play because both Swift and Huntley have, without a doubt, strong pass-catching ability. It's going to offer Daryl Bevel some really creative options here on different plays, whether it's third down, maybe even on a second down. I don't know how much you'd run that on a first down, but maybe you would. I, I don't know. And obviously Huntley is in contention for returner jobs as well. And you can, again, throw Agnew into that mix too because you can maybe put him a little bit everywhere. And sure, that's three smallish players on your team that maybe fill similar roles, but all of them have looked really, really good. Listen, Swift is obviously making a roster. He might end up being the team's lead back depending on what on Johnson does, as we've talked about. And by the way, on Johnson looked okay today. He did have one fumble, uh, but that was about it. He didn't really do anything else that stood out to me one way or the other. But I liked what I saw out of Jason Huntley today, and I, I've really liked what I've seen out of a lot of the running backs the Lions have, which frankly could lead them with a good problem to have when it comes to the cutdown period and with certain guys having potential practice squad eligibility as normal practice squad players that could leave the lions with a bunch of good running backs on their roster and considering how much of an issue running the ball has been for them for so long that is something that i haven't said in a long long time so yeah i that's one thing that really stood out by the way when i was talking about jamal agnew getting hit before just to cover it as I was going through my notes a little bit. He was actually hit by Kevin Strong, who came back. So Kevin Strong came all the way from the defensive line to hit him. I had missed that in a different part of notes that I had had. I thought Matthew Stafford looked really sharp today. He was placing the ball really, really well, really, really sharp throughout the day, as he's been doing throughout the first three days of camp. So he looks ready to go. And if I'm the Lions, I feel really good about that and say, okay, we know you're ready and maybe even start to dial back his reps a little bit here and there, which they're getting Chase Daniel and David Blau a good amount of work in right now. Again, probably because of no preseason games. But right now, Matthew Stafford, he looks ready to go. One other guy I wanted to note, because I think he's had the toughest matchups in one-on-ones throughout the first few days of camp, is Taylor Decker. I thought he's held up well against Trey Flowers. Now, I don't know what that says about Trey Flowers necessarily, but I think it says a lot about Taylor Decker, who's going into a contract year. And there's questions of whether or not the Lions would resign him or not and, and what he really is as a starting left tackle. I thought he's had a really good first three days of camp. Again, it's tough to tell because quarterbacks aren't getting sacked here and you know quarterbacks can extend plays because they know they're not going to get sacked. And that happened a couple of times where it looked like Matthew Stafford was surely going to be sacked but didn't happen and he ended up completing a pass because of that so that's something to just you know just saying watch but I thought Taylor Decker has played pretty well so far over these last three days and the one last thing I would mention is this The offense seems well ahead of the defense at this point, if you were to ask me to kind of rate everything as it's gone, but that's not surprising. It should be ahead of the defense at this point because of, I think, the amount of familiar faces versus new faces, the fact that a lot of the drills are skewed offensively to win, especially in one-on-one periods, and Matthew Stafford's the best player the Lions have. Plus, they understand Daryl Bell's offense as a unit a lot more, so The offense is ahead of the defense, but I wouldn't be too concerned about that just yet. 
let's see how it goes over the next week or two. Usually, from my experience, the defense ends up catching up a week or so in, and then you see the defense having some good days. Haven't totally seen that yet, but we shall see what Friday brings. Want to thank, as always, my sponsors, Bet Online, NFL Sunday Ticket, and Thera One. Want to thank Regents Field. And I want to thank Blue Wire for hosting this podcast. You can thank my producer, David Woodley. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Let us know who you want to hear. I think we've got a couple of guests here lined up now for the next couple of weeks. I know I've been saying that, but first week at camp seemed, seems more important to get day-by-day observations, updates. And as we get going, we will continue to have guests. And if there's someone you want to hear from, let me know who you want to hear from. And uh, we'll try to make it happen. I mean, we've had Barry Sanders on the show. And when you're the Lions, it doesn't get bigger than that. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rothstein. On Facebook at Michael Rothstein Journalist. And we will chat with you tomorrow. Sports, they're coming back. And so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action. And there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on. They're all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and big game Bob Ory. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.